Hello and welcome to our ongoing series of conversations with people that are making a difference with how it is that we live our digital lives. Very fortunate today to catch up with Mike Foy. He's Senior Director with the Wealth Management Practice at J.D. Power. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, great to be with you. So, Mike, I wanted to talk to you about sort of the digital transformation trends that are taking place in the uh, wealth management community. It's a sector that has not been excluded from the immense digital trends that are altering uh, the rest of the economy. How have you seen uh, these issues, these technologies, these new consumer behaviors affect uh, the distribution models and uh, fee structures in this sector? Yeah, sure. So it's it's certainly the case that we've seen digital transformation come to wealth management. You know, from a fee perspective, we've been seeing downward pressure on fees. Um, you know, if you think about transaction fees or trading fees, uh, we've seen those come down tremendously over the last five, ten years even. Um, most recently, we had, you know, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase announce uh, basically free stock and ETF trades for their customers uh, in August, and that's just the latest in a, a long series of uh, price reductions that we've seen related to technology. Uh, and there's been downward pressure as well on uh, fees for advice. And I think that really comes in part from some of the new service models and, and as you say, distribution channels that have been enabled by uh, technological transformation. So certainly we've heard a lot about uh, digital or, or so-called robo-advice in recent years, right? So that's the essentially the automation of uh, asset allocation and portfolio rebalancing, uh, you know, functions that traditionally human financial advisors have provided, uh, but technology can provide those services for many investors at a much lower price point. And so we've seen that put downward pressure on fees that human advisors uh, are able to, uh, to, to charge and really has challenged them to differentiate the services they provide um, from those that are available through a, a technology uh, platform like a, a digital advice uh, platform. We've also seen other new service models emerge. Um, so, uh, Sometimes you see this referred to as the virtual advisor. So this is a, a human advisor, but not one that necessarily lives in your local town or community, um, but someone who you interact with through technology, right? through, uh, through video, through other technology channels, um, and over the phone. And uh, those folks can often um, you know, work out of a centralized location, typically a lower-cost location, uh, and service lots uh, more customers in some cases than a traditional advisor. Um, and that's great for folks who don't necessarily need the uh, a lot of the face-to-face -face contact um, that traditionally is a part of the financial advisor uh, service model. So those are, are some new ways I think that technology has impacted fees and impacted delivery um, in the wealth management space. You know, it's funny uh, that you uh, mentioned the, 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 the role of technology in that context. Um, it's uh, difficult to talk about digital transformation these days without having issues like artificial intelligence, mobile technology. You mentioned the collaboration technologies that are coming in, but big data analytics and the litany of technologies goes on and on. 
Um, what is the best way to assess the relationship between the human factors and touch points and the technological touch points as we seek to optimize engagement with customers and, and to really get at optimizing the customer experience in the wealth management arena? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the, the conversations and dialogue that we've seen around uh you know, digital in particular and, and even robo-advice, um, you, you know, have really kind of gone from human versus technology a few years ago to uh, to human plus technology, right? So, you know, you might think about it, if, if you think about what was happening 20 years ago with Web uh, 1.0 and, um, you know, the, the conversation about, uh, is is sort of you know e-commerce going to completely replace traditional brick and mortar? Um, and obviously, it's made tremendous gains. But um, I think what we've what we've seen over time is is more of a both and hybrid model as opposed to uh, just one or the other. And I think that's what we're we're starting to see um, in terms of digital and uh, human advice or interactions. As firms thinking less about how to replace one with the other and more about how do these two things seamlessly fit together um, so that each one is, um, is interacting with clients where, um, where it can provide the most value. So uh, when we think about um, things like interactions related to helping clients with goal setting, helping them to assess their risk tolerance, uh, things like um, explaining and, and coaching uh, so that would include things like providing transparency um, and explaining issues related to investment performance, related to fees, um, dealing with more complex needs that the high net worth have that involves coordinating the efforts of various subject matter experts um, in different areas. Those are functions that really the financial advisor can do that are very difficult to replace with technology. And so I think enabling advisors to focus on those kinds of areas and then some of the other areas like investment selection, asset allocation, portfolio rebalancing, um, and certainly things like routine customer service needs, those things can be done, you know, in a more effective way and a less costly way by harnessing technology. Um, so I think the, the challenge that, you know, firms really have is thinking about how to bring together the best of both worlds in a way that creates a seamless and optimal customer experience. Very interesting. Um, so given that observation and, and, and given that you are in the business of monitoring customer satisfaction and response to these changes, um, how is the industry responding to these, uh, these transformation trends? Uh, how is it redefining uh, customer engagement processes and how is it leading to the building of new relationships or, or building on existing relationships as, as you develop a customer service optimization strategy? Yeah, so clearly I think the, the stakeholders in the industry recognize that they are uh, a bit behind the curve uh, relative to other industries, and that's for a variety of reasons, including the, you know, the, the demographics, so the, the client base tends to be older. Um, so much of the relationship historically has been uh, dealt with through the intermediaries of the financial advisors, uh, and there are unique regulatory and compliance concerns they have. 
but everybody recognizes that this is this is happening and that they need to uh, to be moving forward with it. Um, and you know, I think a lot of folks, the way it's 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 actually um, you know the areas, some of the areas where firms are really focusing on. So one is is again this issue of the creating a seamless omni-channel experience. Um, recognizing that uh, things like the digital and mobile experience um, really need to be woven into the entire customer journey. So starting with uh, firm selection, um, going through onboarding, uh, and even through um, engagement once uh, clients are on board, um, you know, all channels need to be woven into this integrated experience. So if you think about one area in particular that a lot of firms are focused on, it's uh, digital account opening, right? So historically, the account opening process is uh, involves a lot of paperwork. It's time-consuming. It's complex. Um, but many firms are really um, rolling out using things like e-signatures and e-authorization, um, really trying to support a turnkey uh, paperless account opening process. Um, and this is, you know, an example of one area where uh, it can dramatically accelerate the client onboarding process and, and really improve the, um, the ease of use and, and experience that clients are having. Um, you know, another example, so you mentioned um, big data and analytics, um, is really using technology to empower advisors to be more productive and to be able to deliver more value to clients. So um, in addition to some of the portfolio management stuff that we talked about, uh, a number of firms are using the enormous amount of data they have about customers um, and doing predictive uh, analytics to try to help advisors uh, better anticipate client needs. So um, you know, some firms would call this something like a uh, next, best, next best action. So being able to deliver a recommendation to an advisor on um, a potential need that a client hasn't articulated, but based on all the data they have about that client, you know, where they are in their life cycle, what products and services they have, um, what some of their key needs are, uh, and behaviors that they can see across other clients, uh, they can actually, you know, um, empower that advisor to anticipate client needs before, uh, before the client even comes forward with them. Um, so there's a whole range of, of, of areas, but those are a couple where I think there's a big opportunity and, and firms are really focused on um, harnessing technology to improve the customer experience. Very interesting. You know, for the longest time, you mentioned Web 1.0, but, you know, through the 90s and the 2000s, uh, you know, technology has often been focused on optimizing a process, right? So business process management, business process optimization, in some cases, even business process outsourcing. Uh, you've been talking very specifically about uh, investing in technologies that focus on the customer experience. So it seems to be a delta, right, especially in the financial services general uh, area in general, to this focus on, on, on using technology to really focus not on the process necessarily, but on the customer experience. And I'm wondering, um, what investments are you seeing pay off most as people make that transition and I know it's a false choice, but but shifting their focus to investing in technologies to enhance, what are the investments that they're making to really make sure that the customer experience is best optimized? Sure. 
Sure. I mean, I, I think sort of the, you know, the, the first piece of it is as, as so many, uh, so many firms are really kind of at the beginning of uh, transforming their digital experience um, is it, just making an investment in understanding the needs and expectations of their customers today um, and in really looking at a, a cross-industry perspective of what best practices are from an omni-channel customer experience perspective. You know, I, I mentioned that um, the wealth management industry is, is, is a bit of a laggard, and I think they recognize that. Um, so, you know, understanding not only what is happening, um, what their customers want today, uh, and what their direct competitors are doing, but really looking at understanding what what are the best practice firms across industry doing in some of these areas in in a from a customer engagement and a customer experience perspective, and really developing kind of a baseline of where they're starting uh, based on that understanding and having that as something that can guide their uh, their sort of their roadmap um, going forward. Um, certainly having you know measurement systems in place. Um, to ensure that they're getting regular actionable feedback um, from their customers about adoption, about usage and value, about engagement. Um, you know, given the increasing importance of technology, obviously change in technology happens at a much faster pace than customer experience change uh, historically has happened um, in the wealth management space. So I think having that... Um, that continuous feedback loop and being able to act quickly on it becomes increasingly important um, as the pace of change, uh, you know, increases, um, you know, due to technology. Um, so I think those are those are some things clearly that um, firms need to be doing as a as a kind of a uh, a foundation for understanding, you know, what their clients want and expect today and then how that evolves over time as their experience changes. Very interesting. Um, as you evaluate the market and, and talk to the many, many um, uh, members of this community that, uh, that, that report into the J.D. Power uh, engine of data gathering, um, what are some short, medium, and long-term actions that uh, wealth management leaders can take to do everything that we've talked about, you know, integrate these new digital tools and methodologies to, to, you know, really optimize that customer engagement that you're talking about. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, kind of beyond the things that we just talked about in terms of, of benchmarking, um, understanding best practices and, and measurement over time. Uh, I think some other important things that firms really need to do, um, one is just ensure that they have, I think, a senior executive with responsibility for the client experience in a holistic sense. So, you know, technology or digital is not an end unto itself, um, and it, it shouldn't develop in a silo or in isolation. Um, it's really got to be woven into the overall customer experience. And so ensuring somebody has um, senior-level oversight over the customer experience as a whole, um, including but not limited to digital, I think is a really important step that some firms are there and others uh, may not be, but it's an important um, ingredient for success. Um, and another thing I think is that's really important to mention as well is that um, the effective use of technology 
really involves cultural changes as well as technology changes. And so ensuring that, for instance, um, firms uh, that, um, you know, are this business model relies heavily on traditional financial advisors, that those advisors are um, on board with the changes that are happening, that they don't view technology as something that's in competition with them, um, that they view technology as something that can complement them and, and augment their ability to serve their clients. Uh, because they're they're a critical driver of uh, client engagement and adoption. Um, if they are, they can be an ally in terms of helping to uh, drive client awareness and get clients engaged in some of the new technology and digital capabilities. Um, or they can be kind of a barrier if they, you know, either don't understand the tools themselves, or again view them as a potential. Um, you know, potentially in competition to some extent with the services that they're providing or the relationships that they have with the clients. So I think it's critically important for senior executives to um, communicate these changes and, and the role that advisors can play uh, in, in driving change rather than potentially resisting change. Very good. So finally, I guess my last question, Mike, is uh, how how are you uh, working with the JD Power team to contribute to this trend and this transition in integrating those technological and human touch points more effectively into the customer experience for wealth management leaders? Right. So I think in many cases it starts with our um, with our you know client satisfaction benchmarking. Um, syndicated research so we work with uh, you know numerous large players in the industry to um, really understand how their uh, customers are viewing um, all aspects of their experience including um, digital uh, and then really building up our capability internally to help them to take the next step so over the last um, you know say 12 to 18 months We've, uh, we've really built up our capabilities internally um, around cross-industry digital experience expertise. And so what we can do for clients today that um, maybe we weren't able to do a few years ago is not only to point to areas where they have gaps or deficiencies relative to uh, competitors in terms of the digital experience, but really look across industry and provide real act actionable uh, consultative support for how they can move the needle um, on improving their um, their digital experience um, and on measuring those improvements over time, um, as well as really prioritizing where those changes can add the most value. Right? So I think a lot of firms are struggling with um, you know there are there are 20 things that they really want to do. Uh, but they've only got the bandwidth to do, you know, three or four of them really well in the short term. And so I think part of the value that we can provide is helping firms identify where they can get the most return on their investment from a client experience perspective, um, and then helping them to, you know, identify ways that they can actually improve um, and, and, you know, measure that improvement going forward. Mike, outstanding. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us your views on the key trends, how the industry is responding, and and how it is that J.D. Power can uh, support the executives as they go through the complex 
process of navigating this uh, very dynamic environment. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Yeah, thank, thank you. Appreciate it.